Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle, and you know us. We're that friendly HR dashboard company that's helping all of you HR and people leaders out there that's still dealing with the tedious, time-consuming, and manual process you call HR reporting. That's right. We know every time you want to get a data-driven view of your workforce, you're always scratching your head thinking there must be a better way than pulling spreadsheets from a bunch of different systems. Well, look no further. That's why we created your very own HR analytics dashboard with pre-built integration connectors to the most popular HR systems out there. Connect to the most popular HR as ATS, engagement, performance systems, more and more systems for you to pull in all your data into one place so you and your HR team can view, share, track, and analyze all your data from one place. Check out EmployeeCycle.com. Would love for you to sign up for a demo and we can explore how we can help to partner with you to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest on the show. So please help me welcome today. Darian Michael. He's the co-founder and CEO at Qualify. And today we're going to discuss why phone interviews are better than video in the hiring process. Darian, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Bruce. I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. So Darian, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? I love it. Yeah. Um, I love that question. I like asking other HR people that same question too, because uh, you find everyone kind of stumbles into it and that's the case for me. So um, prior to qualify, I was at um, another startup company called Viral Launch. It was not in the HR space. It was actually in the e-commerce um, space. We built software for third-party retailers on Amazon and it was a fast-growing startup. And my responsibility was over the internal operations of the team. So I led finance, uh, all the general administrative responsibilities. And for our first 40 or 50 hires or so, the responsibility over recruiting in HR fell on my plate. And so um, that's how I got into it. So that was my first time doing it and uh, got my, you know, my fresh eyes and my, 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 my first lumps, you know, in that space. So uh, that, that's how it happened for me. Awesome. And then could you give us a brief overview of what you're now doing with Qualify? Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of uh, touches on, you know, why I got started with Qualify. So I was juggling these different responsibilities um, across the board in operations. Um, and a big bottleneck that I recognized for me personally was the screening steps, so specifically phone interviews. I found them to be you know, particularly cumbersome with the coordination, the scheduling, and then uh, the repetitive nature of it. So I was asking the same questions you know, every single day to every candidate that came through and just thought that it could be much better. Um, the other side story too is that I had a long commute into work every day. It was about 45 minutes, you know, sometimes an hour with traffic. And I thought it'd be really cool if I could create, you know, somewhat of like a podcast for my interviews and, and you really, you know, be more efficient and, and uh, cycle through candidates a lot faster. So um, that was kind of the, the genesis. But what we do now is solve for that phone interview step. 
uh, we've created a software platform that allows recruiters to create these personal yet standardized interviews, recording questions with their own voice. Uh, they can structure those questions into uh, any assortment of interviews that they'd like, and then they can scale um, the types of recruiters that we tend to work with are the higher volume nature. So they're able to invite and interview hundreds of candidates, you know, even on the same day that they apply. And then uh, from the candidate standpoint, uh, they will uh, receive an invitation, click a link to get started. And when they're ready, they uh, read the instructions and initiate a phone call that happens straight to their phone so they can respond to interview questions in a one-way format over cell phone or um, even over a landline. So this helps them to minimize the friction and make it more convenient from the candidate's standpoint. Awesome. Really appreciate that background. So today, Darian, we're discussing why phone interviews are better than video in the hiring process. And I really love this opinionated title because these seem, these seem like fighting words. <laughs> There's a lot of venture capital and a lot of resources and energy and uh, a huge push towards video interviewing on a global scale. And then here comes Darian saying, eh, not really. Don't know why you're all doing that. <laughs> kind of wasting your time. The much better way is to go back to audio only. It almost feels like Netflix went to online streaming and you were saying, no, nope, it was actually better when they were mailing DVDs to your house. <laughs> so can you please explain to our audience at a high level, why phone interviews are better than video, and then we're going to dig deep into this topic. First of all, those are fighting words. You can tell everyone I said it, uh, but no, yeah. the <laughs> The thought there is um, there's a few there's a few reasons. So the, the reason I you know ventured into this space was it was just a logical step. So the way I was conducting my screens was over the phone. That's a, a common step for most recruiters, and so. Uh, part of it was we were just wanting to meet recruiters where they already were at. Um, they were doing phone interviews, and we just thought that they could be doing them um, in a much better way. Um, but the bigger thing around video and why we're so pro um, audio and, and phone-based interviews is, uh, one, the potential of bias being introduced to it. Uh, so the phrase that I like to use is, um, as a recruiter, you should really be caring more about what your candidates are saying um, as it relates to their experience in the role and not necessarily how they look when they're saying it. Um, and so when you do video interviewing, um, and to be fair, I, I do think there might be certain types of roles um, in certain contexts where video uh, makes sense to be a part of the process. Uh, but especially at the top of the funnel and for a lot of the roles that we work with, I think it can introduce too many uh, factors that might influence your decision um, and maybe for the wrong reasons. Um, and so that's, I think one of the biggest things as a company, what we stand on is wanting to help to mitigate those types of biases as much as possible. Um, and so I think that's one of the key reasons why I feel that way. So you mentioned the top of the funnel, and I'm assuming you're referring to just getting in resumes or LinkedIn profiles through the door. And I guess it depends on the industry based off of how you're actually sourcing candidates. But are you saying that audio is simply better for just the top of the funnel? Or are you saying that phone interviews should actually be used throughout the entire process and people should ditch video altogether? That's a good question. 
so I, I think I stand in my straddle of the line there. Um, so personally, like we've, uh, we, we eat our own dog food at qualify the hires that we've made, they've gone through qualify interviews. And then as a next step, we've uh, done more of a live, uh, virtual interview We're a remote first team. And, uh, we collaborate a lot together. A lot of that time that communication happens over a virtual setting like zoom or uh, Google meets. And so, uh, I think it's, like I said, appropriate and, you know, in the later stages of the interview. Uh, but one of the key things that I've learned over time is, um, or just diving into the, the realm of HR and, and recruiting is that that screening step is such a critical stage. Um, I might botch the statistics on this, but uh, I know that there's been studies around uh, getting more diverse candidates to the point of the final decision-making and how much the um, people have heard of, like the Rooney rule, like uh, at least having one candidate that uh, is of a diverse background um, is like an approach that some people take. But I know there are studies that have shown that if you get at least two candidates to the point of final decision, um, you know, in that final stage of the interviewing and hiring process, your percentages of hiring a diverse candidate go up quite significantly. And so I think that all stems back to the screening stage. So for us, if we can help you uh, mitigate bias in the earlier stages of the process, get, you know, your candidates, you know, ideal candidates down the path a lot farther than your chances of one, hiring your best candidate all around are better. Um, and then two, you know, hopefully um, you're, we're helping you to create a more diverse uh, population within your workforce as well. Got it. So it sounds like you're saying that phone interviews may be better for certain industries or role types. And if so, which ones are they better for? Yeah. Right now, one of the things that we lead with is just the speed and the, um, the frictionless nature of taking these phone interviews through Qualify. Um, and so, again, I'm going to be biased uh, in terms of who I think it's best for. But what we found it really resonating with is uh, workforces that deal with high volume. Um, and so a couple of key uh, industries for us right now is the healthcare space and then also kind of customer service facing roles. So usually a contact center, call center type roles where um, there's, you know, significant turnover um, and also just incentive to be really efficient in your hiring processes because people are ultimately a product of those, of those companies and those types of industries. Um, but yeah, we have clients that, you know, have to, with a small lean team, hire hundreds of people every single month. And it's really difficult when the applications that they're receiving, a lot of them, it's hard to assess out like who's truly going to be a best fit, you know, it's based on paper. So they have to take these different steps in the screening at the screening level to assess that out. And so we've been helping, we've been able to help them, you know, remove those bottlenecks in their process and, and move those candidates along much faster. So um, that's what we're focused on now, but I, uh, I see us being able to prove out other value propositions beyond speed and efficiency more into the quality of hiring decision-making um, with data and other things that allow you to make just better hiring decisions, not just faster hiring decisions. So I think that will eventually uh, open the doors to different types of industries and di different types of candidates that you might hire through. I'm glad that you made a clear distinction between speed of hire versus quality of hire because it sounds like you're saying and correct me if i'm wrong that phone interviews from your perspective today of how they're conducted are really for optimizing for speed of hire but have you seen any negative impact of getting people to 
process more candidate interviews faster in relation to seeing a dip or a decrease in the quality of people that they're hiring? Uh, no, actually, like when we when we first got started with this, it was opposite of the times that we were in now is during a candidate shortage in the pitch then still applies to today where speed is everything. Um, a lot of, a lot of recruiters, um, have a defined process, but a lot of times they're not always focused on speed. And my selling point to them is that if you just think logically your best candidates, um, if they're truly the, the people that you want to hire, that means other people want to hire them as well. Um, and so they're going to be off the market faster. And so the optimizing for speed is in some ways optimizing for quality as well in your hiring process. Um, and so that's something that we, we try to uh, key in on. Um, but I just think that we can continue to elevate that even in the decision-making process itself. Uh, but yeah, speed is, speed is everything. We haven't seen uh, dips in that and that's something that we try to help them understand. Got it. So when it comes to actually conducting the best type of phone interview, what does that look like? We always like to leave our audience with some actionable steps so they can take from the interview and go back to the office and implement them to do and be better at their job. So what does it look like to actually conduct a really well thought out phone interview? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it comes back to the work before you even get to the interview step. So um, here at Qualify, more so in our uh, live interview settings, we take a standardized approach to it. Um, so as a team, we meet beforehand and say, hey, what are the things that we're actually looking for in this person that we're hiring? Like, what are the qualities? What are the tangible uh, experiences and skills that they have? And let's, uh, let's optimize our questions for that. Um, the other thing is, like, obviously being conscious of their time. So... We try to, you know, pack in as much in uh, in that time, you know, again, for the live interview setting um, as we can. Uh, for the phone interview context, I think similar rules apply. Just thinking through before you get on that phone interview about, you know, what, what am I even screening for um, and making sure you have a standardized approach to it. That way you can compare apples to apples. And that's something that, uh, you know, just by nature of Qualify uh, is baked into the product Um making sure that you have a consistent approach to how you're um, screening your candidates. So asking the same sets of questions um, is a, just kind of a state uh, a basic way of doing that. Um, so that way, as you're capturing those responses, you can compare them, uh, score them, rank them accordingly uh, and having these different unique conversations with each candidate that makes it difficult to assess those things out. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, I know you were saying earlier that you believe phone interviews decrease either all or at least most of the bias that could potentially happen during an interview. And this could get tricky, but I'm assuming most people might be able to determine whether or not they're talking to a man or a woman. And gender bias is a huge part of bias when it comes to the interview process. So have you seen any ways that you're able to help with that? It seems like a pretty lofty goal, but I'm curious if that's something that you've been thinking about or that's something that your customers have asked you to think about. Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, and actually something we, we think quite a bit about. Um, the the short answer is one, you're kind of thinking down the track that, that we are as well. I think that there's some opportunities just through the medium that we operate in with being it being audio that we can help 
some of those uh, some of those issues uh, right now. It's very much uh, pre-recorded nature. So in terms of the what you get back as a recruiter is you get to hear each of the responses from that individual. We also transcribe the audio. Um, so one, focusing on in on transcriptions as opposed to audio is one way that you could uh, do that. The other, from a feature standpoint, so something that we have, you know, potentially not, not giving away all the secrets, but something that we have in mind is to help with the on the audio side uh, mitigating the bias as well um, from a gender standpoint and possibly uh, other like language gap uh, standpoints as well uh, so yeah definitely definitely something that we have thought about and have um, some plans for in the future what are some of the worst things that companies are doing now or the bad habits that you see that a lot of companies may have when it comes to doing phone interviews that some of the listeners in our audience can go back and see if and audit their own phone interview process to see if they're doing some of the same things. Yeah, I think one everyone would probably say this is just one of the down like one of the things that you hear commonly from candidates in terms of negative feedback is not hearing back. So going them going into a black hole either after they've applied or even after they've had an engagement, whether it's a phone screen or some sort of personal contact with the recruiter. Um, and so that's a practice that I think people need to uh, be conscious of is just uh, letting people know where they stand. If they haven't gotten the job, that's uh, not the end of the world for them. Just let them know it might hurt at first, but you know, it's better to know where you stand. Um, the other is in kind of this thought around, I think people have my, they might think that they are better interviewers than they are. Um, and so not having a structured approach to how they screen candidates, they, some people think that they might be able to assess people, you know, on the fly and, um, have these different types of unique questions. But again, I think it goes back to drilling into as a team and as an organization, what are the things that we truly value and that we want to screen for with this specific role, um, and asking the most appropriate questions, uh, cause you can get into a conversation, um, and things go left and right. Uh, for me personally, I'm, I'm an athlete, I'm a sports guy. I played basketball, ran track. And so maybe if it, you know, if I find out someone, uh, during a live phone screen, if I find out, Hey, they, this person really is into basketball, like let's, let's, you know, drill into that let's keep talking about you know basketball related topics and you know 15 minutes later we haven't got to all the interview questions and you know the most i know about them is that they you know really love the sixers right bruce um, um and so <laughs> you know, that may that may bias me in some sort of way um that that's not appropriate so um i think those are some things that you can avoid is not having those those loose conversations and keep them tighter and on topic uh to uh, to what you're actually trying to gain from a work-related standpoint and a culture-related standpoint. Interesting. And then one last question, Darian. If there's one thing that you want our listeners to remember from this interview, what would it be? It's a good question. One thing I want people to remember. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. But there was one thing that you would want them to go back and do or one thing that you would want them to think about or remember about this conversation and what you do, what would it be? Yeah, I think the one thing it would be is one. It sounds like obviously I'm 
uh, I represent a company and, uh, it may or may not sound like I'm, you know, selling us, uh, you know, to all, but I would say the one thing I'd want you to do is just really uh, constantly evaluate what your processes look like. See if there's gaps, um, that you can fill, whether that be from a process and efficiency standpoint or how you make decisions, um, qualify could potentially solve some of those needs. But, um, I think it's important to take a step back because, um, what we find, you know, at qualify is that, People haven't really heard of solutions like ours um, specifically, and uh, they recognize that they have all these different pain points and bottlenecks, but uh, they they haven't really taken the steps to solve them. So I would say take a step back and look at how you're evaluating your candidates and the processes that you're taking them through, um, and you may find opportunities to um, one make better quality decisions and to optimize uh, for speed that and, and solve for for quality at the same time. Perfect. Darian, thanks so much for being such an awesome podcast guest on the Employee Cycle Podcast. And we really wish you all the success that you're going to have with your company and really appreciate you dropping some gems of wisdom on our audience to help them with their hiring process. So thanks again. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, This is great. Sure. So Darian, where can people find you and qualify online? Yeah, you can find us at qualified, spelled Q-U-A-L-I-F-I uh, dot H-R. Um, you can find us there. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Darian Michael. I, I think I'm one of one in the world, so um, I think it'll be in the show notes, my name and uh, title. So, yeah, go find me there and go check us out on uh, qualified.hr. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put all your contact info in the show notes. So, All you listeners out there, if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as Darian and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our podcast and now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.